still feels so good and different to do intros because we had such a long break, but absolutely I'm so happy to be back. Second episode of our new season. How are you feeling, Allie? Feeling good. We are full speed ahead into the new year and I'm actually very relaxed right now. I'm sorry I was a couple minutes late. I was installing these color mood changing light bulbs that dad got us for Christmas that you connect to your phone on an app and you can like set the tone for like cozy, relax. I'm actually so fascinated by them. Yeah, I actually had the same exact light bulbs in my college house and I absolutely love them. I would set the settings to like all different colors depending on what I was doing. Like when I'd meditate, I'd put them on like a calming blue. Oh yeah, I'm excited to meditate with these. I had them like pink all the time. So they're so cool and they're really like inexpensive and they add such a fun element to your room. Great gift, dad. Way to go. Yeah, way to go, dad. I'm such a lighting person. Like anyone knows me knows that I like do not turn on overhead lights. I would rather have on 99 lamps than like an overhead light. Agree 100%. I hate an overhead light. I don't think I've ever actually turned on my overhead light in my bedroom. Mom always says that I'm a vampire because I like would rather sit in the dark than sit in an overhead light. Well, it's not flattering on anyone. Ugh, I just hate it. I'd rather have candles and lamps 100%. Yeah. Anyways. um, I can't believe I saw you this morning. It's wild. I know, guys. I literally saw Allie this morning and now I'm back in Oxford and it just feels so crazy because I was in Nashville this morning working my way home from Brazil. I went to Brazil for New Year's and... I guess we can recap our New Year's trips, but I was in Brazil, had such a good time. It was like being on The Bachelor and going on a hometown date, except for that (laughs) he lives in Brazil. (laughs) Like, had such a fun time. Brazil is such an amazing country, and it's actually interesting because I had a lot of people tell me before I went, like a good bit of people messaged me and say that they like didn't feel safe in Brazil. Really? It was a place they went and didn't feel super safe. And like, I felt so safe the whole time. And even like, I know that I was with Kynan, who's a- Right. I was going to say, you're with someone that could literally kill you with their bare hands. Yeah. And (laughs) also from Brazil. So he like can speak. But there was a lot of times that he was training and I was by myself and I would still like go to the beach, go to the pool, walk around, like do things by myself. And I felt completely safe the whole time. So- I feel like it's just so like each person's experience, you know, like some people yeah. go and but it helps yeah. when you have someone who's from there because I had the same experience when I went to South Africa. Like obviously it's a super dangerous country, but when you're with someone that's from there, they kind of know the ways, you know, th- they know how everything works and it's yeah. nice. We haven't even caught up about your trip. I'm excited to hear more about it. Was it everything yeah. that you thought it would be or was it completely different? Um I honestly didn't really have any expectations about Brazil. Like I didn't even look at where it was on a map. So like halfway through my trip, I looked on my Google Maps and I was like, damn, I'm like really far away. I don't know why I thought (laughs) I was like near Mexico, which makes which is absolutely incorrect because the flight's like nine hours. But I was really far down there and was kind of shocked by that. And um just didn't really have any expectations about the place itself except for just hearing Canon like speak so highly of it. And I'm so glad that I went because I feel like I understand the way he is so much more after going. Like, Kynan is so warm and very, like, open and, like, just so sweet and such a calming presence. And everyone in Brazil is like that. Like, just a very welcoming, warm people group. And even though, like, I couldn't speak to majority of people, I did kind of feel like an NPC. Like, I was in a Sims game and was, like, a background character. <laughs> Because I really could not talk to most people, but 
kind of did a great job translating and I still like felt their like welcoming, loving spirit, even not being able to like directly communicate, which is super rare, you know? So yeah. it was just a really good time and it was warm. We were at the beach. It was just sunny. I was like, got so tan. I was just so happy. And I don't know. I just had a really great time. I ate so much and it was amazing. And I think this is something we don't talk about enough. And I definitely don't like post about enough on when I share about traveling and stuff, but we're so lucky to make the US dollar and that be our like income and currency that we have because in Brazil, it was so cheap everywhere. Like it, I was like, oh, it's so cheap. Like I literally had a full beach day for like $10, you know, like chair wow. rental. Like, oh my God, go to Seaside, Florida. You're paying like $90 a day for chairs and umbrellas. And I was paying like $6. And I made a TikTok about it and everyone comments, not everyone, a lot of people were like, so glad you love Brazil. Welcome to Brazil. But some, a lot of people were also like, this is so expensive. Like you just think it's cheap because you're in US dollars. And it is crazy. It's a lot of places that we go that are cheap. Like for them, it's really, really expensive because their economies yeah. are, you know, like kind of struggling. So it kind of made me realize that we are so blessed to make money in the United States and compared to a lot of countries, like we're doing pretty good. So on days that you feel like you're broke and you're living in like a scarcity mindset, just think about that because it was a good realization, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, So tell me about Kynan's family and did you get to meet his friends? I met only his dad. So Kynan was raised by his grandmother, um, but I met his dad and she's no longer with us, unfortunately. I would have loved to meet her, but um, I met his dad and his dad is such an amazing person. I met his dad and his girlfriend. I didn't meet um, Kynan's mom, but um, Kynan's dad is a TikToker. He is a farming TikToker. And he has 100,000 followers on TikTok that he's gained in less than a year. And I've been doing TikTok for like three years plus now. And (laughs) I recently hit 100,000. And we couldn't talk to each other because he didn't speak any English. But Kynan was a master translator. And it was so funny because we were just like kind of comparing back and forth like about tiktoks like he obviously his niche is farming and he posts like crazy farming tutorials like how to skin a cow things that i really don't don't post about but it was so like just funny and sweet and like wholesome and he's like older he's a tiktoker a farmer it was just so cute i have heard that if you want to grow on tiktok you really need to have a niche like very very specific content so good for him it sounds like he's mastered the farming piece the reason he's grown is because he has a niche and a large shock factor which is like shocking (laughs) farming videos like I, i was watching them like my mouth was on the floor but i went to five below before i went to the trip and i got him like all of this little content creator gear and like a stabilizer like a you know you hold the phone so it doesn't shake and like a tripod and I gave it to him and he was like freaking out like so grateful it was the cutest thing ever like immediately started using them and yeah so I met his dad and his friends who most of his friends spoke like some sort of English that was nice I actually got to like really connect with them um and yeah everyone was just really great I mean obviously his friends reminded me a lot of his friends in San Diego because a lot of them are also from Brazil. Um, mm-hmm. But they were all just like really sweet, really welcoming to me and like 
just wanted to make sure I was having a good time. And I just think Brazil is so beautiful. And if you get the chance to go, like you definitely need to, because it's, it's just an incredible place. Wow. So cool. I'm glad you got to go. Yeah. How was your New Year's? It was good. I was in Palm Beach with Herbie. Um, I was there for 12 days, which is the longest we've ever spent, the longest amount of time we've ever spent together in a row. Wow. How'd that go over? Do you, are you guys still together? <laughs> We're still together. We think we can definitely live together. Um, it was fun. We had a good time. I mean, we just, you know, would do our own thing. We'd work out together. It was nice to be in the sun. Um, we'd go to the beach and um, it was really fun. Like, I, I love being there. It, we went on a boat one day. We just laid around by the pool. I read like three books on my Kindle. Um, I bought a bike. I bought a cute pink bike that I'm excited to have down there when I go back. Our New Year's Eve was great. We went to this black tie dinner. It's always fun to get to dress up and get a little fancy. So yeah, it was great. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So now that we've kind of summed up our weeks, you want to jump into high and lows? Yeah, I think that my high honestly was just probably like my trip to Brazil and just being honestly in the sun. Like anytime in the sun, I'm just so much better version of myself. I'm happier. I'm nicer. I feel prettier. Like every single thing is almost like solved, you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. And um, just being in the sun. But also I would say another high would be launching our season two of Go Call Your Sister. And Allie – was unfortunately not able to participate in the launch on social don't, media. This is my high. This is my high. So don't take it. I won't take it. But the response on social media was really great. And our rebranding, I'm like obsessed with. And I just overall was like super stoked to be able to post podcasts again. And a lot of people were messaging me about how much they were enjoying it, how excited they were. And that just makes me feel so good because we always say this, but we put so much effort into the podcast that like hearing, response and positive feedback is like the best encouragement, you know? Yeah. I love the new rebrand. I think our having our photo is great because you can actually see our faces and you had the vision for that. So great job. Yeah. And we're actually not cartoon characters. We are real. So <laughs> that's great. And I think my low would probably be the realization that I had when I landed in the Atlanta airport two days ago after a nine and a half hour flight. And I came to realize that I had a seven hour layover in Atlanta to fly to Nashville. That was 40 minutes. How did you not realize that? I don't know. I think I just booked it and I was like so concerned about the flight there and making sure I was like getting there at a right time and being able to like get on my connections and stuff to get there that I just think I booked like a whatever flight back. And honestly, we got so lucky with the flights, like both of us, we didn't have any issues flying out. And this was, we left what the 27th of December. And that's like the Southwest thing was like full height. Everyone, everyone was canceled. Horrible. That was literally a miracle that both of us had like travel days that went without hitch because yeah. I was really, really nervous about it and praying about that a lot because I feel like traveling near the holidays is already a shit show and mm-hmm. it went really well for us. I even met like friends on the plane. It's kind of crazy, but I had these two girls sitting next to me on the plane from Nashville to Miami and they reminded me a lot of Allie, which is why I think I was like drawn to them and they live in Nashville. They're like close why? to Allie's age. I don't know. They just like seemed cool. Like they definitely were like your age for sure. And 
I just got a vibe from them that like I get from you. And so kind of like older sister energy, which is funny because they're one of their younger sisters also was on the flight and she was my age. So it's kind of cool. And we, I ended up meeting them. We had to sprint to our connection because I almost did miss my connection in Miami, but it ended up being completely fine. Um, but we sprint to our connection together and I just talked to them like for a lot of the flight to Sao Paulo because it was so long. And then once we got to Rio, they actually came with us to a party. We went to this like DJ party on the top of a mountain. You take like a cable car to get up there. They like load all these like drunk people into a cable car and take you up the mountain. And they came with us. And it was so fun because I had been around like a lot of Brazilian people who really didn't speak English. So to have like three fun girls who were like from Nashville and were just so cool. And so that was really fun. And I think meeting people when you travel is like the greatest gift of traveling because you would never meet those people. Well, something I'm trying to do more of is just like speak to people. You know, like today I was at a coffee shop and this girl sat down next to me and instead of just like scrolling on my phone, I actually like started a conversation with her. And I feel like people don't do that anymore, you know, and it's, it's nice to be acknowledged and to talk to someone. And I think that, you know, you can make an effort and you never know who you're going to meet. Absolutely. People ask me a lot, like how I make friends so easily. And I think that it's literally just because I will just talk to kind of whoever. And it's really honestly creepy because I looked at this girl's phone and saw her boarding pass. Like how weird is that? That's creepy. I looked at her phone, saw her boarding pass and saw she was going to Rio. And I was like, this is really weird. But I looked at your phone and I saw her going to Rio. And are you worried about the connection? Because I'm kind of worried. And like, that's kind of how we struck up a conversation. So like always just speaking. And another good point is I know you guys remember Maya, um, who was on our podcast, like episode two, um, founder of MM Designs. But she posted something in the fall that like really stuck with me. And it was always to acknowledge people and speak to them because you never know if it's like the only time they may feel seen like that day or that week. I think it's so easy to just kind of keep your head down, keep to yourself like on a walk or going outside, but really taking the time just to like acknowledge people, say hello, smile, like making people feel seen, I think is one of the most powerful things you can do. If you think about a time that you're like in a low vibe and someone makes you feel really seen, like that's really amazing. So well, the thing is most people aren't assholes. Like they're not just going to not respond to you. Like people are going to talk to you and continue the conversation. So I actually read an article the other day that was interesting about um, how happier people have this sense of like assuming that people are going to like them and people that aren't happy just kind of assume that people aren't going to like them. So they avoid like interacting with people, um, which I thought was really interesting. So like maybe try going into situations this week, like assuming that people are going to like you, assuming that you're going to make a friend, assuming that things are going to work out. Yeah. Something I've been doing lately is just being more delusional. Like that's kind of my motto for 2023 is I just want to be super delusional. And in my delusions, I think like everyone likes me. Everything works out for me. I'm so lucky. Everything always works. I'm the luckiest girl in the world. And like, I think having that kind of delusional mindset, obviously when like that's not the case, it kind of does hurt extra. But it is a good thing. Just assume everyone likes you. Like it makes it easier to approach people and make friends. And I'm about to move and be in a situation where I'm not going to have Perry who I've moved with like my whole life and I'm going to have to kind of like make friends on my own. And so I'm just going to really approach that in a super delusional way, I think. Yeah. I think it's all about mindset. And if you have to be delusional, be delusional. 
Exactly. What are your highs and lows of the week? Um, okay, so my high is you we kind of talked about we kind of hinted in this earlier, but Herbie and I deleted all of our social media apps for the month of January. We're doing a detox. And honestly, it has been so nice not being on social media. I feel so much more productive. I feel like I don't waste time. I'm not comparing what I'm doing to what other people are doing. And I really have had time to read news more. So whenever I want to like go open Instagram or something, instead I go to my news app or I just go to the New York Times app and I just read an article that's really interesting. And I feel so much more knowledgeable. I know what's going on in the world. I can't recommend it enough. And I know you can't do it, obviously, because it's your job. But I mean, even like a couple of hours a day, just going without social media. Yeah, I thought about putting a timer on my social media after you told me this, because obviously, like if I, I can't, but it would be great to have like less. Yeah, I commend you on that. This is crazy. But like, I honestly feel like I'm in a better mood by not having social media. Definitely. Social media like will tank your mental. And that's why I always talk about the importance of like protecting your feeds even. Like if you have Mm -hmm. someone that you see on your feed a lot that honestly just bothers you, maybe for no reason, like maybe I bother people, like someone that just kind of irritates you, like unfollow, block, like who cares? If you can't delete all your apps, just do a detox of your, of who you're following. Yeah. Like make sure you're following uplifting accounts, people that actually inspire you, expanders. But yeah, I mean, I can't recommend it enough. I I mean, it's been a week today and I mean, I might keep this going for longer, honestly. Yeah. I'm very proud of you. What's your low? I think my low is just coming back to Nashville and it's been gray and cold. It's always a bummer going from, you know, warm, beachy weather. Um, But yeah, I booked my flight back to Palm Beach in two weeks. So it's a little bright spot to look forward to yeah that's nice at least i feel you though like when the the weather just affects my mood so much like probably more than honestly should so i feel that um what are you loving and leaving this week um okay what am i loving i think i'm gonna go with this mood lighting i'm loving the mood lighting 10 out of 10 recommend having mood lighting in your bedroom i'm very pumped about it yeah, definitely. It just changes the game. And you can really change the whole vibe of your room. And I'm like such a big room, space, like aesthetic person. So I agree 100%. Yeah, there are like all these different categories. Oh, wow. There's a plant growth category. Fireplace, wow. club, romance. Wow. Club. Wow. Jungle, mojito. I don't know if I meditate <laughs> to club, but. Um, Ooh, this is mojito. What do we think? Is that like a pink and blue or what's Wait, it giving? Wait, that didn't change that. Hold on. It's giving gender reveal. <laughs> oh, okay. Mojito. Wow, I like mojito. That's nice. green, blue. It's fun. It's tropical. <laughs> Something that I'm loving this week. Oh, you can also do a progressive wake up and bedtime with the lights. That's cool. That's really nice. I like that. Um, Something I'm loving this week. I was just with my best friend Libby in Nashville and she's like always my favorite person to be around and she has really good music taste and she was playing SZA's new album which I know is kind of old but I just started listening through the whole thing and I love it. It kind of makes me feel like I wish I was going through a breakup which obviously is kind of psychotic but it's such a like empowering like breakup mood era music so maybe if that's you right now unfortunately listen to SZA's album because it makes me feel very empowered and I really like it. Wow. Um, 
and then leave what am i leaving behind this week let's see this is gonna sound bad but like lately i've been really irritated with people on the internet and i think this is like people in general people who correct you i hate being corrected like i know that it's obviously good you know to give corrections and like be able to take criticism and whatever but people who just go out of their way to point out flaws like I really don't care to do that. Like I will let people kind of like do whatever. And even like when people pronounce things wrong, like I really don't care. I just like do you. But people who like send messages like, hey, girly, I just want to let you know that this picture you posted and like the location you tagged is like not that location. I just want to let you know because it's just absolutely wrong. And and does that happen recently? Yeah, today. Super wrong. I'm like, okay, bro, like it's fine. Like this isn't this isn't like the academic awards. Like this is a TikTok. It's totally fine. So, you know, I think maybe when I limit my social media, that will help. But I think I'm leaving behind like honestly reading DMs and replying to them. Like I haven't been replying to DMs in a while just because it takes a lot of energy, but I don't even think I'm gonna read my requests anymore because usually it's just irritating. Yeah protect your peace, you know? Yeah. PTP. Yeah. PTP. Definitely. Protect the peace. Um, I think I am leaving. I don't know. I feel like the last week or so I've just been really like critical of myself and really hard on myself. And I want to leave that behind in this upcoming week. I just want to have grace for myself. I feel like, I don't know. I'm just, you know, super type A achiever personality and I can be really critical of myself and others. And I want to be done with that. I want to leave that. Yeah, that is a good thing. I know it's a new year and people are setting a lot of goals, like fitness goals and stuff like that. And I think that my goal for the new year, obviously, is to like be healthy and feel good, but just like to feel overall good. Like when it gets to the new year, I think it's easy to just like start really being critical. You know, it's a new year. You want to be new mm-hmm. you, like whatever. And I just want to be like in a good mood. Like I want to be happy. Yeah. So I think that's that is a really good thing to work on because we can all be really self-critical. It honestly depends on like what day it is of how like critical or not that I'm going to be. But I think my overall yeah. mood is just to like appreciate the effort that I'm giving and just be happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's a good reminder, especially, you know, moving into the second week of January, if you've fallen off track of your intentions, New Year's resolutions, whatever, it's okay. Yeah. Literally it's just another week. So, and kind of going into that, this week's episode, we're doing a solo episode and this is kind of like one of our new year's resolutions that we talked about together. Me and Allie were driving home from Nashville for Christmas and the topic of being codependent, saying no, speaking our mind came up and it was something that we we're both really struggling with at the time and that we both really been working on. So, I feel like this episode kind of ties in with new year's resolutions. Yeah, so I love this conversation um, in the car that Bird and I had. We really dove into a lot of things that we both have been struggling with, just kind of really caring more about people's feelings versus how we actually felt about something, even if that meant lying to protect people's feelings, um, not being direct, not speaking our truth, what we actually wanted to say. And also just like the different ways codependency can show up. I know we've done a codependency episode before and it was really interesting to talk more about kind of what codependency looks like in me versus what it looks like in Bird and just setting the intentions for the new year, things we want to work on um, that will help us be able to be true to ourselves and really say what we mean without taking on other people's feelings about certain situations. 
Definitely. I think this is a great episode for the new year. This is something that I've actively been working on for about three weeks now. And I already feel like has made a huge difference in my life. Honestly, I'm in my like, I don't care era anymore because I've just tried to put this into play and I really feel like it's helped me a lot. So hopefully listening to this conversation will help some of you guys out there. If you're looking for a New Year's resolution, this is a great one. And I just think it's overall an awesome conversation. driving to Oxford together for Christmas and we started talking about our New Year's resolutions and I kind of like New Year's intentions better. I don't know, like resolutions feel so like outdated in a way, but yeah, we just, realized that they were actually very similar. Yeah, just doing some self-reflecting and we were having this conversation and I'd recently just started reading Codependent No More by Melody Beattie. I think that's how you say her last name. And my therapist recommended me this book because I have always described myself as a really codependent person. And I know that we had an episode about codependency um, with Joe Westwood a couple months ago. But yeah, I absolutely love her. Um, But I never really realized how serious it is to be codependent. And a lot of the time, if you have addiction in your family or you have people struggling with some sort of substance abuse or just any kind of crazy thing going on, um, a lot of people develop codependency through that because you're trying to control as much as you can control when you're living with things that are out of control, if that makes sense. Right. And then there are so many symptoms of codependency that you don't think about. Like you think, oh, it's just like I can't be without this person. And it's yeah. so much more than that because I have always said I'm a very independent person. And I think anyone that meets me would think that. And like my codependency shows up in different ways than yours does. Definitely. Like for me, it's hard for me. I've realized this actually a lot recently. It's really hard for me to voice what I'm actually feeling, especially to the people that are the closest to me without – because I'm afraid of their feelings and hurting their feelings. And it's like I take on their feelings so deeply and it prevents me from actually saying what I really want to say. No, like to be straight up, I literally feel like I will lie to people instead of telling the truth just because I want them to be happy and I want them to hear what they want to hear, you know? And that's what kind of led us into this conversation is we were talking about all these like situations that we've gotten ourselves in because we weren't like direct and we didn't say the truth because we wanted to like spare people's feelings. Yeah. And and it's not a malicious lie. Like you're not lying from a bad place. It's you're lying from a good place. Like you want to protect someone or you want to protect their feelings. Yeah. But if you break it down, it's a lie. It's a lie. And in the book, it says that the definition of codependency, um, that she kind of broke down was a codependent person is one who lets other people's behaviors affect him or her and who is obsessed with controlling that person's behavior. And a lot of the time, like that sounds crazy, like you want to control people, but a lot of the time you just want to control people's happiness. Like you don't Mm -hmm. want people to be let down. Like you don't want to let people, um, you don't want to say what you actually mean because you're worried that you will offend people. And I think we talked about this in the car Growing up in the South and being, Mm. like, a girl especially and being raised in a place where, like, it's rude to, like, say what you mean. You don't want people to think you're a bitch or, like, you know, you don't want people to think that you're unkind. We kind of grew up learning how to 
like not speak our mind because we were worried about what people thought about us, especially Mm -hmm. growing up in Oxford, a place where people are really concerned with like how you look and how you're perceived. I feel like that's something that we just kind of were taught. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to hate on the South. I think there are great benefits to growing up in the South. You know, you learn how to be polite and, you know, how to hospitable. hospitable, how to host people, how to show hospitality. But I think that part is really, really messed up about, you know, the Southern culture especially is, you know, hiding behind this persona or like putting a happy face on and not really showing how you feel. And, you know, I was actually thinking about this a lot unrelated to growing up in the South, but I feel like too, like, like you said about that control, like codependency is, you know, wanting to control and be in control. And when there's so much out of control, it's like you just hone in on what you can control. Yeah. And I think going through like the past couple of tumultuous years that we've had, like going straight through COVID when nothing was in our control and then going into 2021, which was a, such a hard year for us with mom and rehab, when in rehab, you know, like our family just spinning out of control. Like I didn't want to shake things up more than they were already being shaken up all around me. Mm-hmm. So it kind of I was kind of in a way to survive it. I just wasn't really speaking my truth or like, you know, talking or saying how I truly felt about things like within our family, within my work. And I don't know, it just doesn't help you. It actually hurts you. Definitely. Something I struggle with a lot is like always saying yes. And this is a part of being a codependent person, like a caretaker is that you say yes to things that you don't even want to do. Like people will ask me things or people will, you know, message me things that I do not want to reply to. I don't want to give my time to. I don't care about really at all. But I will like put so much energy into helping people just because I feel like it's what I'm like supposed to do when I'm not really even taking into account like how I'm spending my energy and what I actually want. And so then I get to the end of like most days and I feel like I'm just emotionally drained because I've given energy to so many people and places that really like was unnecessary, you know? And Something that I read in this book and that I really resonate with, and I really recommend y'all reading this book if you're feeling like you kind of identify with this topic today, but this is an excerpt um, about taking on people's emotions. So it said, if my husband is happy and I feel responsible for that, then I'm happy. If he's upset, I feel responsible for that too. I'm anxious, uncomfortable, and upset until he feels better. I try to make him feel better. I feel guilty if I can't, and he gets angry with me for trying. And that's so true because I feel like I will literally bend over backwards to make people feel a certain way. And I take on emotions really easily. Mm -hmm. So like if my like boyfriend or my mom or my brother is upset, like I feel that so strongly Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to separate other people's emotions from your own. Yeah, it really is. And I didn't really realize that about myself until recently, but it's like mostly the people that I'm closest to, like, I mean, I could just look at mom and if she's crying, I don't even know what she's crying about. I'm going to start crying. Yeah. You know, and like especially just like the people that you care so deeply about. I've I've realized that I actually do care, I think, so much. And like you meet people who – not that they don't care, but it's like they can separate themselves from like you being upset is not them being upset. Exactly. And they're not going to like cut off their right arm oh to make God. you feel better. Perry, you know? is, Perry is so good about this. Like she, I will literally like if someone's stressed, like one of our friends, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't know what to do. And Perry's like, look, that's like their thing. Like she doesn't take on people's emotions. And yeah. I was always like so envious. Like I want to be like that. I want to be more like relaxed. Like I want to let people do them, you know, and it's just hard. And I think it's something that you have to work on Mm -hmm. and really try to do. So I just think that like, obviously being an empath 
is good. Like it's good to really care about people's emotions. But there's a fine line. And there but there's a fine line between like being a caring person and letting codependent tendencies overtake your life. Yeah. Yeah. And like there's a difference between like not giving a fuck and like, you know, being able to have that boundary of like, I care about you, I love you, but like I'm this is not mine. Yeah. Like for example, the other day I started because I really don't feel like I ever say what I actually mean. I think that I kind of like will say, oh, I don't know. Or like, yeah, sure. Like when I really mean, fuck, no, I don't want to do that. So mom the other day asked me if I wanted to go to yoga (laughs) class with her. And I was like, oh, perfect. I'm going to put my practice, my like new work into play. And I said, no, I don't want to go there. And mom was like, okay. like, yeah. And then I was like, why is she mad at me for speaking my mind? Like she told me this smart start. She told me to start speaking my mind and now I'm doing it and she thinks I'm being a bitch. And I had to realize like you have to learn how to speak your mind also without being yeah. a total bitch. Right. Like there's a way to just be like, you know what? I love that for you, but not for me. So I'm not going to go. Yeah. You know, that's something we also talked about in the car it was like <laughs> stepping away for a minute. Like if you can't come up with the right response in the moment, just say, I'll come um, back to you. I'll get back to you on that. Because in the moment, you're either going to say something you don't mean and you're going to be like, yeah, I would love to do that. Or you're just going to be like, no, I hate that. You yeah, know? exactly. It's like you need a second to gather yourself to figure out how to say it and figure yeah. out what it is you actually want to say. And like the reason we were talking about this is I kind of got myself into a situation where someone asked me to do something and I knew that I didn't want to do it. Instead of just being like, no, from the get go, I was like, yeah, sure. Like, sounds good thinking that it would just kind of blow over. They would forget about it. They did not forget about it. (laughs) They brought it up several times. And I knew that it was something that I was just like, no, I don't want to do it. It had nothing to do with them. It was just like me and like I didn't want to. And instead of saying that up front, I ended up, I can't because blah, blah, blah. And it was just like instead of just the simple answer of like, no, I'm just just not going to do that. It's a no. It's a no. It's a no no for me, dog. So what would you do to correct that? So – I ended up going back and saying, you know what, I'm sorry, I have to apologize to you because I did not speak directly of what I wanted to say. And what I wanted to say was no, and it doesn't have anything to do with you. It's, you know, a personal thing for me. And this is why. And I should have just said that. But instead, I didn't because I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah. And it is hard when you're dealing with someone who's really hard to do in the moment, like saying it, like, just say what you mean. And then it comes time to say what you mean. And I'm like, (laughs) um, actually my mom's sick and I can't come. (laughs) Like, stop lying. Like, why am I lying? Even if it's a good lie, like no lies are good lies. Just never lie. Yeah. And I don't know. I just like, but also on the opposite side of that, like you have to give people the space to say no. Like you can't be the type of person that like you don't accept no for an answer. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have to let people just say no and that be enough and just accept it. You don't have to demand an explanation every time someone says no. Definitely. Like you can offer them like you're welcome to say no. Yeah. You know, welcome to say no. Yeah. And people say like, Hey, can you do this? No worries if you can't like, but then it's like all the worries. But then it's like, okay, well if I can't like, they're going to think I'm such a bitch and like that I'm rude and whatever. And like, I just think that's something I have to get over is like, I feel like, you know, especially like putting your life out on the internet, you always want people to think that you're like really kind and sweet, but you can be kind and sweet without just like breaking your back for people all the time. And then I feel like too, like in the work culture, it's like you're taught to be, you know, you're encouraged to be a yes person all the time. And like, just say yes, we'll figure it out or just say yes. And like, I feel like 
in a way it's good to be a yes person because you want to learn, you want to like help out your coworkers or whatever. But there is a fine line between being a yes person and running yourself into the ground and just being like, you know what, this is too much for me. Like I have a lot on my plate and that just being enough. Yeah. And one thing though, I think is that codependency and caretaking go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And I feel like both of us are very like maternally. Oh, I'm the oldest child. I'm been caretaking, you know, since you were born. Yeah. And I just think that like, a lot of the times you believe that you're responsible of taking care of people's yeah. feelings and just taking care of people in general. Like I'm such a mom figure, like in my friend group, people always tell me like, oh my gosh, you're like the mom of the group. And it's because like, I just like to be in charge. and I like to make sure everyone's okay. But sometimes that kind of turns around and like kicks you in the butt because when it's time for people to check on you and like, yeah. you're not doing well, a lot of times people don't even know to take to right. check because they're just so used to you like having it together all like the time. You don't give them the space to step up and do it. I remember like when mom and Wynn were in rehab and I was living in Hawaii and just like projecting this image of like just being really happy all the time, which I was happy like most of the time and I was kind of far removed from the situation. But on the inside, I wasn't really doing really well and I was, you know, having a lot of trouble with my anxiety and just kind of felt like I was spiraling. But no one really knew because I wasn't projecting it and I wasn't asking for people to help, like mm-hmm. help me take care of myself. And I was like in turn just filling up my time with like taking care of others. So I feel like being someone who maybe has that more like caretaking role, like you have to also prioritize asking people for help and vocalizing when you're like not doing very well. Yeah. And also like caretaking yourself. Yeah. You know, like you can't forget about you while you're trying to take care of everyone else. And I think that I especially took on that caretaker role when you were gone in Hawaii and shit was hitting the fan with mom and Wynn. And like, I was so worried about dad being lonely all the time that I would go out of my way to come to Oxford every weekend. And like, even though it wasn't good for my mental health, like I would sacrifice that because, because I was so worried about how he was doing and I kind of took his emotions on. Yeah. And it's just not good because then you're not in a good space to be there for someone else. Yeah. I've definitely been in the role and like know a lot of people who feel like they're caretakers like for their family. And I know that's hard to like separate because they're your family. You know, your parents took care of you. You feel like you need to take care of them. Like you need to take care of your siblings. But something I've learned from like being very far away for like the last two years is like, if you remove yourself from a situation, people are going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Like if you're not there to fix it, people are not going to like fall apart and die. Like they're going to figure out how to do it themselves. And a lot of the time, like people are so used to you stepping in and doing it for them that they like just don't do it themselves when they actually could, you know? Well, and if you care take too much, you get super resentful of the people that you're taking care of and the people that aren't stepping up as caretakers. Yeah. And here's a little FYI and something I have to remind myself a lot of, especially in relationships. You're not your boyfriend's mom. Like, yeah. You are not anyone else's mother except for if you have your own child (laughs) and neither of us do. So like something I love is like helping people and just feeling like I can like do everything and take care of everything. But then people sometimes start expecting you to do that. Mm -hmm. And then once you do it so much, it's like you don't really get thanks for it because it's just like what people expect from you. And so something I've had to work on with Kynan especially because he has like a really busy life and, you know, he – always needs a little help of like getting things going. But like, I have to tell him, look, I'm someone who is a big caretaker. 
and I need you to step in because I will try to do it. Like, yeah. even if you say no, I will try to do it. Like, I you will need, caretake someone until you were on the ground dying. <laughs> I need you to step in and say, you know what? No, don't do this. I'm yeah. going to do it. And like, I've had to have that conversation with Kynan and it was kind of eye opening because he was like, oh, I never really realized that's like something you were struggling with. And so it's nice to actually have that conversation because I would get kind of resentful, like, why are you letting me do this? And he's like, I didn't know, like, you didn't want to. Yeah. Well, I think, too, that's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of Enneagram 2s have that where, like, they do and do and do for others, but they can become very resentful. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of Enneagram 2s are caretakers. That's, like, the personality trait. Yeah. Um, And so – and I know you are as well. Yeah. And I have to break things down and think, like, am I doing this for, like, praise and affirmation or am I doing this because I truly want to do it and I truly care? Because if you're doing something for praise and affirmation and you don't get that, then you're going to be like, what the fuck? And it's like, okay, I thought I was just doing a nice deed, but it turns out I really just wanted, like, a big pat on the back, you know? Yeah. And And the thing that I think is freeing is realizing that you're not responsible for anyone else's happiness. You know, like, you were the only person that can make you happy. Yeah. Like you can't, I can't bend over backwards trying to make you happy and make myself miserable at the same time because someone's going to be on the losing end of that stick. Yeah. And I think that like plays the biggest role for me in relationships with like, like boyfriends because I always want them to be happy and their emotions just rule my emotions, you know? And sometimes like, sometimes the person you're dating or your siblings, your parents are going to have a bad day. And you cannot let that derail your day. Like, you could be having an amazing day, but if your boyfriend's pissed off, then you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm miserable. Like, that's their day. Yeah. Like, you have to find that separation. You're not conjoined twins. Like, you've got to find it. And I think a key point of that is not taking everything so personally. Yeah. And that's something that I've really had to learn the past year or two is just, like, especially dealing with work stuff, like, not everything is about you. Yeah. Like, not everything is – dependent on you or yeah. you know if someone's in a bad mood it has nothing to do with you it's hard because like in your life you're the main character right. so you think everything revolves around yeah. you and like it's so funny because Kynan will be having a bad day and I'm like what is wrong like are we breaking up he's like oh my god like <laughs> my sponsor this happened and like the fight got pulled out like it's things that have nothing to do with me yeah. remotely and I'm right. like <laughs> broken up because your ego is yeah. inside you it's gonna be like this is all about me blah, blah, blah. and it's not you have to look at things objectively definitely you can't you know think everything is revolving around you as yeah. much as you want it to yeah so now that we've kind of laid out the issues that we were having yeah and just being liars <laughs> <laughs> what are some practices you're gonna put in the new year to kind of work on being like yeah a better less codependent, less caretaking person. Okay. So I think I'm going to sum this up in three things. The first is, like you said, I'm not going to react immediately. Like I'm not going to just go with my gut reaction of like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. Sign me up. Yeah. You know, I'm or n- not being like, no, I don't want to do that. I hate that. It's like yeah. taking that time to step back, reflect and be like, do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? Okay. Why? You know, what's actually happening here? Mm-hmm. And then going back with an answer people aren't going to demand something immediately. Like most people will be like, yeah, sure. Like, let me know. Yeah. You know? And so taking the time to kind of really assess before I answer. And two, 
Um, I think when I screw up and maybe I say something I don't mean or, you know, it's I say yes to something I really wanted to say no to, I'm just going to call that person and be honest and be like, look, I, I did not say what I meant. Yeah. And this is actually what I meant. And I'm sorry. And I was really doing it to protect your feelings and, you know, just being really honest. Yeah. And from what I've seen, people respond really well to that. Yeah. Because they can probably resonate in some yeah, way. Yeah, Totally. And I think the third thing is giving people the space to say no to me because so often it's like, I want to be able to say no, but if someone says no to me, it's like, why are you saying no? You know? Yeah. And so I think just, you know, really being like, it's okay if not, or like, no worries if not, but not saying that, but just being like, you know what? You're totally fine to say no and actually meaning it. Mean it. Not just being like, no worries, but actually all the worries if you say no, like, I will be furious. Um, yeah, you have to remember, like, with anything, it's a two-way street. Like, oh, you yeah. can't say, I'm going to try to be more peaceful, but, like, make everyone else's life hell. Like, you <laughs> yeah. have to, like, put that both ways. Yeah, you to have to put out it. what you want to get. Yeah. I think in the new year, something I'm going to focus on. So, like, obviously, I'm on my phone a lot, and I'm always getting messages, always getting texts, and a lot of it is to, like, do stuff. And I sometimes get resentful because I feel like people only message me, like, about they need hey, my friend and I started this company or whatever, which a lot of times I really do care about. But sometimes I get messages and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't even talk to this person. But I say yes because I don't want to seem rude. So yeah. I think something I'm going to start doing in the new year is like not responding to texts. And the thing is like you don't have to reply to every message you get. You don't mm-hmm. have to reply to every text you get. And I think I'm going to start ghosting people more <laughs> out of love. Like – I think I'm going to make my priority just like not feeling like I need to reply to every single text that I get. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, I always think people know I'm on my phone, you know, I'm posting, but like you don't have to reply. Like sometimes people don't reply to me. So I'm like, why do you feel like you have to reply to everybody? You know, or if I do reply, making it like, hey, you know, that's so awesome, but I'm just super busy. I have a lot going on. Yeah. Like, but that I feel sounds like amazing. If you say, like, you know, I'm overwhelmed, not even overwhelmed, but just like, you know, I have a lot going on. I can't really take this on at this moment. Yeah. People will literally text me who, like, I haven't talked to. Like, this guy I haven't talked to since freshman year. He took me to a date party and then transferred schools, texted me the other day asking if I could promote, like, his friend's new product. I'm like, no. Like, but I feel like in the past I would have been like, oh, like, sure. Yeah. But yeah, just. Well, that's the thing. I'm so. Honestly, I'm so glad that mental health has become, like, such a widely talked about topic because people get it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, people understand that you can say no. Definitely. And I think just working on, like, sugarcoating, like, I think I sugarcoat mm-hmm. a lot of things and, you know, I feel really offended sometimes when people are direct with me, but I think it's just because, like, I have a hard time being direct myself, yeah. so... Instead of just, like, kind of beating around the bush, I'm going to just say, like, straight up what I mean, even if it, like, hurts people's feelings. Because at the end of the – Well, there's a way to say it without yeah, hurting someone's feelings. I know. But I just can't, like, always worry about hurting people's feelings. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Kind of, the, like, separating yourself from other people's feelings. Yeah. And a lot of the times, like, the things that I'm afraid to say and, like, the reactions I feel like people are going to have, they don't even have that. Like, the other day mm-hmm. I had to cancel – some plans oh my god bird was like stressing out about canceling her therapy session oh my god yeah <laughs> she was like so worked up about up- upsetting her therapist of all people yeah like i was so upset that i had to tell him that i couldn't meet one week and it's like i literally pay him to meet like 
And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, my flight's can't. Like, I was like, she was so worried about this, y'all. Like, she talked about it for two days. Yeah. And I had to tell, like, another friend that I, like, couldn't come to New Orleans. And I was so worried, like, so upset to tell her that I couldn't come. And then I ended up texting. And she was like, oh, my gosh. Like, no worries. Like, that sounds so fun. Like, literally, like, wasn't even phased. And I I spent, like, three to four days so worried about it. And so it's like, I just have to get over that this year. And when you do sugarcoat and, like, lie about something that you think you're making better you end up just making it worse because you're stressed about it and thinking about it for so many extra days and hours like really sit and think about how many situations you've probably been in that you've made so much worse because you (laughs) didn't just say from the start what you actually meant yeah say what you mean mean what you say yeah literally so those are just some things I'm going to do in the new year to try to be more direct. So if you guys start seeing me just being super direct. <laughs> Savage. Just know it comes from a place of self-love. Is That's where it's coming from. Because, yeah. you know, my therapist told me like codependency and caretaking is a disease. And you're going to find a way to numb it out. Like, and it might not be like alcohol and drugs, but you're going to find another way to numb it out. And it's so true. Like if you don't really address things that you really struggle with, you're going to find a way to numb it out and everyone finds a different path, but it's usually not something that's good for us, you know? Well, let's caretake ourselves in 2023. Definitely. So hopefully some of you guys out there can kind of resonate with this one. I feel like it's a thing that a lot of people struggle with. If you're listening to this and you're like, I actually do not resonate with that message me. (laughs) So nice. (laughs) Send me a text because I want to know how to do that. Like, I admire people who who just stay in their own lane. Yeah. They're like, Such oh, you're nice. upset? Like, I'm sorry that you're upset, but, like, I'm not going to take that on with me. Yeah. What a gift. <laughs> so nice. What would that be like? Well, you know what? We're going to find out. Mm-hmm. So cheers to saying what we mean and meaning what we say. Yeah. And that is our new It's our theme. M-O. Our theme for 2023. Literally. So if you have a New Year's resolution or you feel like this is kind of lining up with what you're doing in the new year, please message us because yeah. I any like tips would be appreciated. Yeah. Too. And I feel like it's always nice to know that you're like not the only person. Yeah. Like some I've kind of realized that no one really has a unique experience. Like there's a good chance, even if you're struggling with something that's just really off the wall, someone else has also struggled <laughs> with that. Like usually you're not alone. And I think that's something that's really refreshing to hear yeah I mean that's why we wanted to start the podcast so you know people wouldn't feel alone in what they were going through yeah chances are we've gone through it or are going to go through it yeah we've cried about it probably for sure (laughs) so anyways um thanks for tuning in um we're gonna start doing some more solo episodes this season um we love doing them and it's fun and we feel like people can relate to them Definitely. If, if you have any solo episode topics that you really want to hear about, we're going to try to do more solo episodes just because it's fun for yeah. us to get to talk. We love our guests, but it's also fun for us to get to kind of share what we're going through. So another good solo episode down and we will see you guys all next Tuesday. Bye.